Good evening, Don't Unfriend Me Nation, episode 430. I always like it when they end in zeros or fives. Obsessive compulsive, just a little bit. Welcome to the Don't Unfriend Me show. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me, also Breaking Truth, a little segment that takes about 10, 12, 15 minutes. This one might take a little longer. This one took a couple hours to prep, so, you know, a labor of love, if you will. Folks, we're talking about something that we used to talk about all the time. When we first started, we were the Don't Unfriend Me's, which was essentially short for dummies after a while, and uh, it just kind of stuck. That's when Hillary Clinton was calling people deplorables and we were being insulted by Biden, and it just kind of made sense. Well, we also, since we had a derogatory term as dummies, what were we going to call the people who were really bad? And it it just stuck to call them the dum-dums or the suckers, the dum-dum sucker. Well, we're bringing it back, and I'm going to do it every Friday. We're going to start with three of the worst people of the week And then we're going to end it off with something called the hometown hero. And why I want to do that is we should end the Friday off on a good note, knowing that Monday is coming around and it's going to be a bunch of crap as always. Why not try to end it in positive nature? Folks, I will be right back. Oh, we got a good thing happening here. About ready to hit 138,000, 10 away. Let's see if we can do it by the end of the show. I'll be back in 20 seconds. Folks, thank you for stopping by tonight. You can stop by and find me at The Dumb Show or thedumbshow.com and follow us. We're live at 8.30 every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then a recorded show Monday through Friday. Stop on by. You can take a look at our catalog and our library. Let's get to the show since people are always impatient. First off, we're going to talk about the Dumb Dumb Awards. Our first target is going to be none other than Geraldo Jerry Rivera. You remember this guy. This is the guy that got in the fight with the Ku Klux Klan, got his nose broken when they called him Jerry. And he's like, what are you trying to hide, Jerry? He was on the cover of Playgirl where we have his photo here. Why did they always go with all the hairy guys? It doesn't really matter. The point is, is that Geraldo Rivera is a beta male. Eyes if that's a word, it, it makes, makes macho the people who possess it. Oh, look at me. I'm a big deal. Geraldo Rivera is talking about the AR-15. You might remember earlier in the week, Joe Biden said, well, if you have an AR-15, it's because you want to fight the government. And how stupid is that? Because if you did, you would have to fight F-15s. Well, that kind of go ahead, goes ahead and proves the case of why you want an AR-15. If he's threatening, if you resist against the government in any way, you're going to be facing F-15s. But I digress. Geraldo has no idea what an AR-15 is. He's never fired an AR-15. I would be surprised if he's fired a gun in his life. Once again, he is the prototypical beta male. And when he's not fighting KKK members or looking for Al Capone's safe, he is now known as Geraldo at large. Yes, you may see that when you see him on these shows as Dan Bongino is slapping him upside and down the TV screen, is that when he's introduced, it has to be said Geraldo at large. Why? Well, because it's in his contract. That's how ostentatious this guy is. Let's watch the rest. It's not a rifle. Yes, it's a rifle. It is a machine. What does AR stand for? What does AR stand for? The number one thing that I ask liberals every time they call it an assault rifle. There's no such thing as an assault rifle, but there is an AR and it stands for Armalite. 
which is the company that made the original AR-15 and all of its modular accessories and makes it compatible to be a very amazing sport utility rifle. It can be used as a pistol, surprisingly enough. It can be modified for home defense. It's a fantastic weapon, but it's not a military-style weapon. It's not the M16, which was a pop gun. It's not the M4, and it's not fully automatic, as he calls it, or just automatic, like real sportsmen call it semi-automatic or three-round burst. It's simply semi-automatic, which means every time you pull the trigger, a bullet flies down the barrel. You don't hold it and it just goes, but Geraldo doesn't understand the difference as he openly states. It is, it is uh, automatic is a rifle. A no, no, that's not what it is. Well, I, all I know is that AR-15s have no place in okay. American society other than sport clubs, okay. and I agree with him on that. I also think, uh, ironically, that we do need uh, more IRS agents if they say we need. Ironically, we need more IRS agents. Not a surprise considering that he spends a lot of time down south and out of the country where there's a lot of socialist countries. He also believes in unfettered access to the border. Even though he says he believes in borders, this guy is a closet liberal. He's a leftist. Everyone knows it, but he just goes ahead and rides the fence in order to keep his contract with Fox News. He's horrible. Absolutely horrible, ill-informed, doesn't understand much about anything, and he is our dum-dum, first dum-dum of the week. Next, we go into Al Lockbox Gore. <laughs> I invented the internet. Looks like he's got a little bit of Donald Trump's tanning stuff going on there. I guess that didn't stay popular once Donald Trump came into office. Al Gore, the gentleman who is going to lead us into the apocalypse because of global warming or climate change or global cooling or whatever the hell he's calling it now. Let's listen to Al Gore as he was at the summit screaming, yelling, and melting down as fast as polar ice caps because Al Gore doesn't miss an opportunity to say the sky is falling like he has been for the last 25 years. We are not winning. The crisis is still getting worse faster than we are deploying these solutions and we need to well, make if changes Al Gore quickly. is the person who's in charge of all of this and our savior for the climate if it's not getting better then haven't you failed at your job how many billions of dollars has this guy raised he was on the board for apple he's worth a metric shit ton not co2 gas but actually of money if nothing's happened and it hasn't gotten any better well, then what's the freaking point? Not even a scintilla, a 0.01%, a penny here, a quarter there, nothing? Well, then you're pretty bad at your job. And why the hell are you guys always talking about this stuff if it doesn't do any good? Maybe it's because you take all your private jets to the World Economic Forum and the Davos summits and you go ahead and talk about emissions. But you really don't give a crap about it if it means discomfort for you. Emissions are still going up. All these promises of the last few years to cut emissions, emissions are still going up. You can blame China for that, but we won't say that openly, will we? When are we going to bring these emissions down? And, and just to put the science in a, a slightly different context, people are familiar with that thin blue line that the uh, astronauts bring back in their pictures. You know, a thin blue line when it comes to police, but I understand what he's talking about. Troposphere, ionosphere, stratosphere, some sort of sphere. But the question that I have for you once again is that if nothing's changed and you have absolutely no positive numbers to share, well, then maybe you're not the right guy for the job. From space, 
that's the that's the part of the atmosphere that has oxygen folks this is really instead of talking about science let's go ahead and talk about something that isn't science and i'm going to try to explain it to you where it makes absolutely no sense here is where he loses not only the page but goes off the rails completely in a meltdown the troposphere uh and it's oh, only right. five it was the to troposphere seven. i named three out of three kilometers thick that's what we're using as an open sewer if you could drive a car straight up in the air at interstate highway speeds, you'd get to the top of that blue line in five minutes. And if my grandmother had balls, she would be my grandfather. And all the greenhouse gas pollution would be below you. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That Wait a second. Did he just say 600,000 Hiroshima-style bombs? Which one, the 15 kiloton or the 20 kiloton, Al? You're just like Geraldo Rivera. I'm sure you don't know which one's which. All right, let's just give him the 15 kiloton. I mean, just to give him a break. I mean, he did invent the internet after all. I'm sure he could look it up. 600,000 atomic bombs, roughly a 15-mile radius in circumference. Then you've got to take 3.14. And it comes out times that 47.1 miles in circumference times 600K is 25 million miles of landmass impacted a day for an earth that is roughly 192 million miles of landmass exposed, depending it's upon boiling. how many ice caps melt during that time. Well, I guess that means we have eight more days to live, folks. You better sell your Apple stock and donate to Al's website so you lower your carbon footprint stat. The oceans creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain. Atmospheric rivers, they're coming up with new folks. This this jargon is all scary stuff to say it rains. OK, it's raining. There's atmospheric rivers and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melt. Oh, you mean convection, something that happens every single day. Oh, the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? Oh, so Al Gore is for the border now. I guess he wants to build that wall. Well, at least that's something we can agree on. Thank you, Al, for finally getting in line like you should. Nobody wants a billion refugees because a million's not enough. It needs to be a billion to be really scary. We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. Now so in answer to your language. question, I would say we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had and we need have had and we need to make some changes we've heard about divide we've made changes how many more changes do we need to have you cannot fart you can't eat a cow you can't get on a plane we have to plant plant plants and live in bamboo huts i mean what the hell are we supposed to do once again 25 years of this this goes back to 1950 folks the democrats have been screaming this that it's all going to end whether it's fluorocarbons whether it's using aquanet whether it's the rainforest acid rain thermo nuclear war or freaking uh, nuclear power plants i mean murder hornets covid i mean it's always something with these people why can't they just stop living in fear and trying to make us scared it's at this conference between the North and South and the East and West, there's another divide increasingly between those who are old enough to be in positions of power 
and the young people of this world. Greta Thunberg was just arrested in Germany. I agree with her. Uh, Great. He's taking marching orders from a 19-year-old just got out of prepubescence who, who just did not get arrested in Poland, who was, it was, a, it was a movie set, man. I mean, they had cameras. They were smiling and laughing. They, they walked her to a car through a muddy, tr like, trog of, of mud and water and hay, and then they picked her up and carried her. It looked like they were hog-tying her. Ultimately, it was so her boots didn't get wet. Oh, yeah, she's really a, a survivalist, one with nature. Come on, Al Gore's taking orders from a 19-year-old girl. Outstanding. Efforts to stop that coal mine in Germany. Young people are... The coal mine that was next to a completely abandoned town where nobody was living. Yeah, it was doing a lot of harm then. Let's go ahead and build more cars so we can go ahead and scorch earth and do that versus go ahead and burn in some coal. Around the world are looking at what we're doing. They look at the World Bank and they say, oh, you've got a climate denier in charge of the World Bank. So why are you surprised that the World Bank is completely failing? I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I disagree with a lot of what he said, the World Bank is a complete failure. Well, I guess that ends populism. Thanks so much. No more World Economic Forum and New World Order. Thanks a lot, Al. Here's the next one. Number three is Gary Magoo Bettman. I am a hockey fan. I've been a hockey fan my entire life. I despise Gary Bettman. But this one really takes the cake. I want you to watch this video. I want you to take a look at what this is about. It's about the Philadelphia Flyers player who there's been this pride push in the NHL. It's been massive to embrace pride, to have a month where the NHL changes all their logos to rainbow and everything else. And that's fine. I don't care. Where I have a problem is when your individuality impacts my individual rights, where your equality and equity somehow makes mine less important. And I could not agree with, with, with the Philadelphia Flyers players anymore. And I absolutely despise the Flyers. Here it is. And uh, Tort says he respects the decision you made. It's for religious purposes. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I, uh, I respect everybody, and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. How, how do your religious beliefs? Any, uh, like I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, if you have any hockey questions, I would, like, I would answer those. Ivan, did you have any concern that not participating in warm-ups did you not your hear, for the Did you not hear what I just said? Can, can you respect that? Ivan Provorov absolutely going up and giving the freaking five-finger palm to the reporters. And here's the thing. If he doesn't want to wear the jersey, he shouldn't have to. That's not the point. The point is to teach people to be more tolerant of others. He is. He doesn't care what you do. He doesn't care what color you are. He doesn't care about your sexual preference. He doesn't care if you are my grandfather who has balls versus my grandmother. He doesn't care. He just doesn't want to wear the jersey because that's a little bit more intimate and different. And isn't that what this whole process is all about, is to celebrate people's individualism? Isn't that what we are as a country? Or do we really think we need to take foreign players from overseas and force them to do something that they don't want to do? This is torts. This man has been involved with more hockey teams than just about anybody. He's one of my favorite coaches who I have never had as a head coach. He is brash. He is direct. He doesn't take any shit from anybody. And I love him. 
What's great, he also stands by his players, not to a fault. He has no problem benching him. He has no problem making him do bag skates. But what he will not do is allow the press to trounce on his players. And he does it here by, one, protecting the Philadelphia Flyers organization and his players at the same time. And yes, even the giant douchebag Gary Bettman, who's been forcing this down everybody's throats for the last five years. There was a report that he wasn't in more office because he didn't want to wear the, the Pride jersey for Pride Night. Do you have any comment on that? Yeah, I, I think the organization has sent out a release regarding the organization, the, the, the beliefs that we have uh, and how we feel about it. And really a great night. Um, with Provy, uh, uh, he, he's being true to himself and to his religion. This has to do with, with his belief in his religion. And it's one thing I respect about Provy. He's always true to himself. Uh, and so that's, that's where we're at with that. Um, is there any consideration on your part when he chose not to wear the jersey to not play him as a result? No, no. I'm not going to answer him any more questions on it because I, I just think it's unfair uh, I know you're going to probably talk to Provy, but um, yeah, that, 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 I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I, I think it was a great night in celebrating. Uh, organization has put out a, a statement, and I'm not going to get too deep into the conversation. Handled like a pro, and he didn't cuss at anybody. Yeah, he looks a little bit like Arthur Fonzarelli or Henry Winkler. Uh, I honestly would have Torvi be the kind of local hero of the week if I didn't have to pick on Batman. Batman locked out the NHL. The NHL was on its way to take over basketball as the third most popular sport, and it set it back 25 years. Batman's a jackass, and he most assuredly deserves the third Dumb Dumb Award of the Week. Here is the good story, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it real quick. This is Jay Withy. Jay is a just an every normal, average human being. Wasn't looking for notoriety or a hero status, yet he did something amazing for the city of Buffalo and was recognized by one of the best running backs, Thurman Thomas, at the NFL scene, well, at least top 20. And here's the video of that. We'll walk through it together. Hey, this is Thurman Thomas, and today we are going to visit Jay, who was responsible for saving 24. Thurman Thomas was like Eric Metcalf. He had the ability to cut. He juked people out of their skin. He wasn't Barry Sanders, but he was a heck of a. Okay, just to let you know. People during the Buffalo Storm, and we're going to surprise him with this Super Bowl tickets in Arizona. So if you don't know the story, here it is. He went viral for leaving a note of apology in a school that he damaged school property while explaining he had to take drastic action to keep everyone safe. He helped save two dozen people during that freak snowstorm in Buffalo, and he sheltered them in a school, the windows that he broke. And after he broke the school windows to gain entry, he wrote the following note. Here it is. I'll read it. Exactly as he wrote it. To whom it may concern, I'm terribly sorry about breaking the school window and for breaking in the kitchen, he wrote in his letter. Got stuck at 8 p.m. Friday and slept in my truck with two strangers just trying not to die. There were seven elderly people also stuck and out of fuel. I had to do it to save everyone and get them shelter and food, a bathroom. Merry Christmas, he concluded, signing the note only with the name Jay. 
prompting people to wonder the identity of this mysterious man. Well, now we know, and here is what he received. It's going to be awesome. Let's go do it. Hi, honey. Good. How you doing, bro? On behalf of Highmark, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield and the Buffalo Bills, we wanted to surprise you today with two you, tickets. Two tickets to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. We love you. We know what you did on Christmas Eve was very heroic, and you're our hero. And the Bills and Highmark want to present you with these tickets to go watch the Super Bowl. We just want to say thank you for all you did, and we love you. Buffalo loves you, buddy. You're a hero to us and to everyone else. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. I really can't believe the, the, inspired. the amount of uh, you know, reach out I got. I mean, I got a thank you letter from Australia. And, uh, I can't believe how far it got, but it was. It is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. puts, you know, the health and safety of others for themselves, and you did that. On behalf of all of us, <laughs> thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Well, the Buffalo Bills may not win the Super Bowl, but obviously they win with a person like that. Amazing story. And I hope you enjoyed it tonight. Definitely worthwhile to end on a positive note. Folks, we will be back at 8.30 tonight. Leroy, Amy, and myself, we're going to talk a lot of, a lot of the things that have been going on this week, including some of these stories and expand on that. Thank you for joining. I will go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, talking about heroes, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1, 22 veterans a day commit suicide. It's way too many. Traumatic brain injury, anxiety, depression, all very real, and veterans are struggling. Please do me a favor. We all know veterans need swim buddies and battle buddies, but right now they need anybody, and the anybody is you. All you have to do is provide them this number. If they're not able to call, reach out to me. I will help. I've helped hundreds of vets through this, through this program and others. All you have to do is pick up the phone. It's free of charge. It'll never be reported to their duty station. And last but not least, if you're a civilian, don't let the word veteran fool you. All you have to do is call, and they will take care of you as well. Folks, do me one other favor. Stop by the Don't Unfriend Me site. Pick up a cool shirt, some amazing coffee from Minuteman Coffee, and also visit my good friend over at PFC flags.com. This is Jason and Katie's site, the flag behind me with the AR, you know, the fully automatic uh, AR, uh, you know, assault rifle, hand grenade, grenade launcher and rocket propelled quantum phase plasma rifle in 40 watt range that Al Gore loves is mounted on that flag. It's all made of wood. It's made in the United States. And it is absolutely beautiful. Please stop by PFC Flags and take a look. Folks, thank you so much again for stopping by. I'll see you tonight at 8.30, and I'll have another recorded show for you on Monday. God bless. Oh, and I forgot my uh, my outro. Three, two, one, maybe. Maybe. <laughs>